You're listening to the Swap Mono Live podcast show brought to you by our friends at OGO. Hey, you're listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast, and uh, I'm here at Glen Helen with uh, Tyler Bowers of the. Wait, what's your team name? Tyler Bowers Trigger Racing. Trigger Racing. What do I, I thought it was blood something? Yeah, blood lubricants helps. Blood lubricants. Yeah. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are three rounds down into the summer, and uh, long way to go, but. Uh, you're doing the whole thing, correct? Yeah. I mean, if I don't start going faster, probably not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, for me, it's yeah, it's a big challenge racing outdoors. Uh, I haven't done a full season outdoors since 2009. Um, last couple years, I went to Washougal, filled in for three rounds um, with Cowie in like 16. Um, so it's a little bit foreign to me. Mm-hmm. It's been a little while. Um, uh, I feel good, like, training-wise and everything like that. Um, I'm horrible at line choice. I need to work on that. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just trying to get used to it still. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really into it. It's a big challenge for me to try to get better and figure this thing out. So the return to the Nationals, uh, well, you haven't done Nationals because you've been a Supercross guy and before that Arena Cross guy. And, like, I mean, yeah. what, what, what inspires a – non-factory rider to come to the nationals where it's kind of like not a really financially rewarding (laughs) series correct yeah it's definitely not financially rewarding and i guess i kind of forgot about that until i started seeing the the checks for 18th places this (laughs) this season for how much you spend to go to it and how much you know the the payout is it's absolutely horrible um but yeah so I, i raced arena cross for five years um and doing that, you know, there was no reason to do outdoors. I didn't have any support to go do outdoors. Mm-hmm. So it was literally, it would have just been like a passion thing for me. Um, and I had some other things going on where I could go. Like I raced in Costa Rica for two summers um, and just did some other um, summer activities, mm-hmm. um, racing on dirt bikes rather than having to go to the, you know, the pro motocross here in the U.S. So um, it just never made sense for me then. And then, uh, yeah, racing Supercross, um, you know, I was like, under supercross only contracts for the most part same mm-hmm. thing just never really had the support to go outdoors um but i've always wanted to do it um it's something for me uh people people are going to say i'm crazy and all my friends say i am crazy right now but it, for me training out for outdoors was always easier actually really? um yeah i don't know if it's because my i'm a bigger guy mm-hmm. um supercross i just feel like my heart's gonna explode and i feel like i'm yeah. gonna barf at some point you know yeah. so outdoors for me is just more um uh, uh, muscular endurance and instead of your heart feeling like you're gonna you're gonna die out there yeah that um, makes sense so and, and also if you get a little bit tired outdoors you can sit down where it's super cross if you're a little tired and you try to sit down you're gonna you're gonna Go die outdoors. yeah <laughs> so um so yeah for me it was always better to train for outdoors a little bit easier for me um and yeah i just always wanted to do it it's not like i grew up you know as a kid riding on um supercross tracks you know i grew mm-hmm. up racing outdoors and um that's where i made a name for myself as an amateur is racing motocross and um i've always wanted to do it so yeah this year is just you know i last year did wash and this year i was like hey let's let's try to make this work i talked to the wife about it she's not super pumped on me being gone every weekend um, yeah hanging out in a hot field somewhere but um you know i'm excited it's one of those uh it, you got you hate it but you love it things you know it's it's definitely tough it's dirty and it hurts um so far every weekend i've come home with a new joint that's killing me from <laughs> uh running it over or falling or something so um but yeah it's it's one of those things that's passionate for sure yeah so 2009 is the last time you did the outdoors you said yeah 2009 i did a full season for wow so 10 as, years yeah it was actually the only year i did a full season um 2008 i did uh i rode was my rookie year i rode for yamaha troy we got a few rounds into outdoors. I hurt my knee, um, so I was out for a little bit, and then the team ended up folding up before the end of the year, mm-hmm. um, so we didn't go back. And then uh, 2009, I rode for Mortal Concepts, their like first like real year yeah. um, with a semi and stuff, and I did a full season then. Um, and then yeah, I haven't done it since. Wow, it's crazy the whole to think like I can remember now <laughs> when you were Yamaha Troy. Yeah, I remember Fly Racing hired yeah. me to shoot. Uh, some videos for them so right I remember, that was a long ass yeah, was, yeah, yeah, queer, yeah yeah i was thinking that at hangtown this year i was like you know i was sitting there and i was like man last time i was here the track went the other direction <laughs> and uh you know i was talking to my guys i'm like hey, i haven't been here since 2009 they're like dude that's 10 years i'm like holy crap it has been 10 full years since the last time i was yeah. at hangtown like that's nuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then back then wasn't the track like more hard pack like they didn't do all the 
Yeah, I think yeah. So um, I hated it then, yeah. um, because it was like super hard pack. I grew up on the East Coast, and I, I rode a lot of like like uh, sawdust tracks and sand tracks and just deep rutted um, stuff. And when I raced Hangtown back then, it was for me it was miserable. It was it was hard pack, um, and then there was like one corner that I just strictly remember on the side of the hill. Um, I think it's kind of where the off camber is now, but like there was these rocks that just came out of this hillside in this one spot, and they would just like you just get roosted so bad by these giant rocks in this one corner. And I remember just hating it. But, um, this year was like, I got there and I was just super surprised on how deep it was and how mm-hmm. rutted it was. And, and, you know, of course I've seen on TV the last couple of years where it's just been super deep and rutted and, uh, they've done a good job. So, um, yeah, it's a lot different now for sure. Yeah, they changed it quite a bit. <clears throat> so, all right. Uh, trigger racing, other than them also sponsoring John Westling to ride mountain bikes, yeah, <laughs> not too familiar. So tell me what Trigger Racing is. Yeah, so Chaz Cadillac um, is Trigger Racing. He's from uh, Hayward, Wisconsin, and and he's basically just super passionate about racing dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he works two jobs to make it make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, one he does um, Corbon of Hayward, which is a spray foam insulation, and then he also works at a glass shop or glass store where he uh, sells windows and, and doors and stuff like that. Um, so, so this him sponsoring you. With this trigger racing, he's created just a full passion thing. Right? Yeah, full on passion. Yeah, like, not, like I've already told he's him, not going to make any money. Right, I've told him numerous times. I'm like, Chaz, let's get like Corbon of Hayward on the shroud. Like, why do we have trigger? You know, yeah. tr- trigger is 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 actually a spinoff of uh, the the gun they use for the spray foam insulation uh-huh. um, for Corbon of Hayward, where it's uh, you know they use a little trigger gun. Um, so that's where he came up with that. But I was like, dude, that, like, you're not getting anything out of this. Like yeah. nobody's getting anything out of this. Let's get let's get Corbon of Hayward big on the side of the shroud yeah. here. You know, let's make it let's make it known. But uh, yeah, for him, it's just he said, well. He said, he's like, well, Corbon of Hayward doesn't look cool in the shroud. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man. Um, so, yeah, it's just full passionate. He's uh, he, he he's my main title sponsor, and he's also uh, my mechanic and, and mm-hmm. basically crew chief and everything. You know what I mean? So it's oh, it's, it's cool. Chaz and I doing it all. Um, I get some help from HM Factory Services out here on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, my engine guy, Brandon Peterson. Uh, he, he does that. He does all my engines. Um, he's currently my practice mechanic, too. Uh, the West Coast rounds, we took his box van to the, you know, uh, Hangtown and Paula. Um, I did it in Supercross too. I took his box fin to you know the first six West Coast rounds, and 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 he was helping me out here as a mechanic on the West Coast. So um, it's it's a very tight group of people that run this whole this whole program. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we don't have to have all these crew chiefs and mechanics and all that. Um, it's yeah, it's two or three people at a time making it work. So that foam, it's spray foam yeah, insulation. Yeah, spray foam insulation. I don't know if you're have familiar you, with you that. Shot yeah. that into your frame and your headboard. <laughs> no, not yet. Yeah. Like, I try not to add any weight. I got plenty of weight uh, already. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Wouldn't that uh, dampen vibration? Uh, I've heard of some teams testing <laughs> that, you know, back in the day. Um, yeah. I think Reedy specifically tried it at one point. Um, I don't know how, how it went, though. With the crystals? With the crystals? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know that one. <laughs> so what about with Callie? Um, Callie's helping you out or are you te- helping test with Callie? Um, so no, I just have a really good relationship with the guys at Kawasaki, the race team. Um, I tested for Cowie last year when the 2019 model was, came out, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the race team needed it kind of developed for, um, monster cup, get it ready to go racing. Um, but they were busy winning an outdoor championship with Eli on the 2018. So, Mm -hmm. um, they couldn't really do both. Um, they wanted to focus Eli to focus, you know, on winning the championship. And then, um, I, you know, I was sitting here, I didn't have a whole lot to do. So, um, we worked out a deal where I could, you know, help them develop the, the 2019 model for racing um so we had a pretty good setup with that and uh yeah went, went racing in supercross both uh, myself and then joey mainly was uh who got to reap a lot of the benefits of it um as i do most of my stuff with showa as well so um joey had a good good year in supercross this year too and then uh yeah now here we are outdoors um working on it again but um yeah i just get I get some help from Kawasaki, some bikes, some little parts allowance, and, uh, you know, they're really good to me, and they just, um, yeah, I just love the love the brand. Mm-hmm. And uh, Seven, old Roger Larson. Yeah, your brother, Roger. Yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the elitist Roger Larson. Yeah. But um, what's it like riding for that brand? Um, you know, it's funny when, when Seven first came out, right, everyone's like, oh, it's right. James's number, and this right. is it. And when it first came out, it was hard to imagine Seven being recognized as a brand but not associated with James. Right. But it's kind of you just think of it as a clothing brand now. And Yeah. I, I mean, I guess since James is retired and, you know, officially retired now. But, right. But, um, yeah, I think of Seven, I think of you and Malcolm now. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, 
I was the same way when seven first came out. I thought it was, I thought it was like the sweetest stuff out. It looked so cool. And like, mm-hmm. you know, especially with the way that James rode and the, when he wore the gear, he always looked good and his form was sick and it just, it was, it was pretty sweet to watch. Um, and I always associated it with James, of course. And, um, I was like, man, that probably sucks riding for seven. You know, you're basically riding for one of your competitors. Um, yeah. but you know, I always loved the gear and always thought it looked awesome. And, um, you know, riding for seven now, Roger and the guys take great care of me. Um, I never had a big relationship with Roger beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty good friends with, with Malcolm Stewart. So, um, you know, when I got into the gear, I was a little bit nervous. I was like, oh, I never dealt with Rogers on the professional level. I didn't know what it was going to be like, but um, they're great to me. And I, lo- I love the gear and um, they help me out a lot. It's a big part of my program, of course. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's great. You know, they've got a lot of, uh, they're always innovating. Um, you know, they did the kind of tight sleeve thing first mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. now every gear company and their brother wants to do it. And then, uh, yeah. now, now it looks like everybody's seven. copied it. Yeah. Everyone's really copied it. And, uh, it looks like seven's kind of bringing it back in the other way. We're going back kind of old school. This year I'm wearing a lot more just regular, um, sleeve jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually pretty cool too. Cause in the summer when there's not too many guys at the track, you can just run the, just the basketball jersey and keep it <laughs> sleeveless. So, so you can work on your tan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like that jersey you wore at, uh, was it Houston, the one that looked like a baseball shirt? Yeah, so we've we've had that a couple rounds this year. I think yeah, the one you're thinking of was Houston. Yeah, I had one because uh, I remember and gray. yeah yeah yellow and gray. You sent me a picture and you're like, oh, like the baseball jersey this yeah. weekend. Yeah, that was the one where you yeah. were excellent in the sand. Yeah. Oh, dude, that, that sand was killing me that weekend, <laughs> dude. Like every other well. I crash in every practice in the sand, all three yeah. practices. Every time I got in that first lap, down in the sand. That I just hated that s- section. <laughs> but uh, do you have any uh, input in the gear, or do they just give you what they give you, or do you like test stuff, or yeah, this, do you get to choose what you wear on the weekend? Um, no, I don't really choose um, what I wear on the weekends, but for the most part, it's you know I don't need to. You know, they yeah. send me great stuff, and no matter what they send me, I like. Um, some people are a little weird about the compression stuff people that haven't tried it think it's weird mm-hmm. um you know you get in your head oh it's gonna give me arm pump or something like that but no, it's God, it's man. totally yeah it's totally not and it's it's uh it's really breathable too and it's pretty cool when you when you get it on it actually feels like um you're not really wearing anything um i feel like i have a little bit more range of motion than in a regular jersey um and then the over jersey um catches wind a little bit better and actually feels like it cools you down quite a bit mm-hmm. um so really whatever roger's gonna give me on the weekend whatever the, the company's gonna give me i'm cool with um this year I've done some stuff for them. They sent me a couple things that I don't really know what they're for yet. So I can't even, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to speak about them no matter what, cause it's getting ready to come out. And yeah. then also I don't know what they're for. So I don't even know how to speak. <laughs> he was like, here's a Jersey where does it restrict you or anything like that? Nope. Nope. It's fine. It feels just like my other jerseys. Okay, cool. Send it back. You know, that's kind of how it went. Do you race in that, um, that compression pant that they made? Yeah. I wear the pant. Yeah. That thing's so cool, yeah, huh? I love it. Well, I love it. Cause you know, I was, like most people, I always have a hard time with my knee braces sliding down. Yeah, those um, traction pads on yeah, the pad yeah, are really so, smart. Well, they, they do the traction pads too, but I also take the bottoms, like the leggings, and, and I, fold I, I fold them up over yeah. the, the knee brace so the, the knee brace stays up no matter what. I'm one of those guys, I run my knee brace like insanely tight. Yeah. So if you run it too tight, it likes to try to slide down a little bit. So, um, But I'd, I'd rather have my knee brace slide down than my knee go out. So Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I kind of wonder who thought of that. Because I know Roger did. You know it was Roger. Come on. The pant? Yeah, Roger's a genius. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he told (laughs) me that once. So, all right, and then the rest of your kit, you know, you got the Bell helmets that matches all the time. Yeah. That's sweet. Like, you wore a helmet this weekend, or recently and just said svn on the vice or that was cool yeah yeah so um bell and seven do like a like kind of collab together they have a, a few um seven designed helmets that bell now sells to the public so um yeah i've got i think i have three like that there's a there's a like a white and chrome one with the SVN on the on the visor with the camo print mm-hmm. um and then i've got one that goes with like the four screen set of gear i have yeah um, i wore it like seattle and a couple other rounds i wore it paula as well um, and then I also had another one that I actually haven't wore yet, but it's going to be blue and like that highlighter orangish yellow mm-hmm. or orangish, orangish color. And, um, yeah, so it's kind of like a Denver Broncos type look. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, it's pretty cool that they do the collab and it matches the gear. All right. Tell me about those, those boots you wear. Yeah. The, my formas. The forma boots. Yeah. I think everybody's just like, and I was, no, I mean, they're, they're cool boots. I've had a pair before. Yeah. I got a brand new um, set back here in the back seat right now, looking good. But uh, oh, you got some flow orange ones. Yeah, yeah, so they you got know, a couple you different need colorways. Like teal ones yeah. to match the teal gear. Yeah. But uh, how did you get hooked up with uh, kind of a non-traditional in America brand? Yeah, so I think that's the biggest problem. Is I, I was the same way too when they contacted me this off season. Um, you know, just about 
the the boot company Forma. I didn't really know much about them. Um, you know, they're huge in, in Europe, and, and I was a little bit kind of um, hesitant at first. Um, they sent me some boots. I tried them. I, I thought they felt great. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty flexible as well as they, they do feel like they have a lot of support. Um, I was a little nervous at first on the flexibility of the boot until I ran over my own ankle that day and didn't, <laughs> didn't snap it off. So um, I was like, wow, they're, they're actually really good. So, um, yeah. I so, thought only goons like me did yeah, that. No, I do. I did it again this weekend. I almost just ran it over in the in the, in the the rear wheel. Um, yeah, so, it, you know, I love the boot, and, and the company's great. They treat me great. Um, like I said, I was a little hesitant at first. And then I do that the racing in Germany in the off season. I do mm-hmm. the uh, ADAC uh, Supercross Series over there. And uh, when I went over there, like fifty to seventy percent of the riders are wearing Formula boots. So I was really? like, oh, I was like, oh, they're pretty legit. So I talked to some of the guys there, and you know, they were all for them. And I was like, yeah, I got a set at home. I've been wearing, and I like them. So um, yeah, so that's when I did the deal. And yeah, they feel great. I think, like I said, they're just trying to make a push in the U.S. now. So a lot of the um, people in the U.S. don't really know about them, so they're a little bit um, put off by them right now. But mm-hmm. um, they're 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 here. They're going to be hitting it hard. Um, they help out uh, Stuart Baylor and a couple of like the um, the GNCC guys, some of the off-road guys, myself, um, a few other Supercross riders. I think um, that dude that's been ripping outdoors right now too. I, I want to say it's Waters, right? That Todd Waters guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he was wearing them this weekend, or one of the one of those other guys that came over and it's been just kicking my butt every weekend. He's wearing <laughs> some too. So um, yeah, they're good boots, and I love the company. Nice. Uh, what uh, you know. When we talk about running over your own ankle, yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, it popped in my head. We used to do a April Fool's joke every year. Yeah, and uh, one year Brendan Lutz, remember him? Yeah, the photographer. We had this idea for like, you know, when you're a goon and you come out of a corner and you're all, and you kind of like start sliding out and then you chop the throttle and the bike straightens out. Straightens out. And yeah. you you kick the axle with the inside of your ankle. Oh <laughs> your yeah, 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 yeah. So. For April Fools, we went to a stationery store, and you know those mouse pads that have the big gel pad for yeah. your wrist to rest. Oh we, yeah. We cut that off. We put adhesive on it, and we said that it was a new N style product. We called it N style swing arm kick, kick pads. <laughs> the kick pads. And we put this this gel pad back by the axle. <laughs> we made this whole video of uh, Lutz like gooning out and kicking yeah. the swing arm, and then no. putting it on, and mm. it's like, oh, it didn't even hurt. It didn't even hurt now. <laughs> but uh, so. Uh, one thing I always think about when I think of you is, you know, your Costa Rican championships. Right. Um, my best buddy, Kyle Perner is a avid surfer and he goes to Costa Rica all the time. Right. And, and he was always telling me how great Costa Rica was and, uh, I gotta go, I gotta go. And so one year, probably about eight years ago, um, you know, it's time for me to plan my family vacation. So. He told us where to go and all that. So we went to Manuel Antonio, right. which is yep. a little bit south yep. of Hako. Yep. Dude, it was the it's best the, time Like ever. the nature park, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's like yeah, a wildlife reserve or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So what a cool country that is. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, from the food yeah. to how cheap everything was to yeah. just the scenery and everything. Um, we went back the next year for our family vacation. Again, right. But like, uh, I was going to go and do that Costa Rica Unlimited Tours right. ride thing. But it's funny. I I didn't want to ride a dirt bike on vacation. Right, so I just yeah, went well. and I looked and I checked it out and stuff. Yeah. But uh, what was that like racing down there? Yeah, I mean, like you like you just said, you know, it's it's amazing. Um, you know, I've been to all these countries and stuff racing, and it's uh, most of the time the food sucks, and you try to compare it to the U.S. and it's just not. You know, for us, U.S. is I'm not saying it's better than everybody, but it's it's where we're from, and we everything's normal here. So you get to other places, and the food's weird, or people are weird, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and it's usually a really bad time. But uh, going to Costa Rica was amazing. Um, you know the people treat you awesome. They're like they're they're pumped you're there. They're they're pumped the tourists are coming in and bringing money to the to the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, the food's next level. If you can get a steak down there, it just yeah. blow your mind. Like yeah. You get, yeah, you know some red meat down there or any, the fruit. Like it's the best pineapple. I've, I, I didn't even know you can make pineapple that good. You know it's just <laughs> it's 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 amazing. You know like the fruit's amazing. The food's good. Um, and like I said, the people are friendly and it's it's beautiful of course. 
um, you know, whether you're over like where you're the area you're at where the wildlife stuff is, or if you're surfing on the beach, um, or even on the other side of the country, mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's beautiful. And, and, and when you're there, you're looking around, you hear about all these volcanoes. Uh, the very first race I went to was actually on a volcano yeah. and they're like, Oh yeah, this is up by, uh, Arenal volcano. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then like we get to the hotel, it's the middle of the night. We've been driving through the night on these old roads, like in the middle of nowhere forever. Um, and then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, shit there it is. that's a volcano like it's that's the real deal like it's yeah. just this huge mountain and then like a cloud you know cloud that layer that separates it from uh you know you can't see the top but it was just like well that's it and they're like oh yeah the truck's over there on the side and you get there and it's just like black sand volcanic ash and it's yeah. just uh yeah it was just next level so um i always loved going down there and the people were great and i made a lot of friends there and um for sure would go back i know uh Man, my old test rider, Jesse Huntley, he got to go yeah. over one season, and he yeah. said it was the most hard-packed track season. Yeah, ever well, that's, yeah, that's, so that's the, the hookup I had. Jesse and Casey Huntley were friends of mine, and, uh, yeah, that's the, Jesse went over and raced, and I went over, I think, yeah, like, he was still racing for him the first summer I went over. Um, mm -hmm. I went over, like, a couple races in, and, uh, yeah, some of the tracks are insanely hard-packed. That was the, that was the one downfall, is most of the, um, tracks that we raced at that were good for the the race attendance were like near san jose mm -hmm. or you know that's like the main the main city if you're going to fly in or where everybody lives so um the easiest access track for the fans were usually the worst tracks like super hard pack um you know they didn't really know how to prep that much and uh it was just kind of miserable racing those tracks but there yeah. were there were really 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 good tracks there um but if you went to those tracks, there's usually no fans that show up because they're out in the middle of nowhere, you know, mm -hmm. like you're in the, you're full on in the jungle. So, um, the biggest bugs you've ever seen and then the, oh, yeah. yeah, the craziest the tracks for sure. Yeah. The monkey. Yeah. The sloths. All, yeah. The sloths are interesting too. I had a monkey. We stayed in there one time. Yeah. This is a whole deal, different story. Monkey just hanging out on the, on the, on like outside my hotel room, like every yeah. day when we'd come out and he had just the biggest balls hanging the whole time and i'm like dude are you serious like like and i was like he would just be outside of my door every time i came out of the door i'm up like, there he is again like every morning he just There's sitting the there staring at, yeah his nuts just hanging out yeah it was exciting nice wait change the subjects a little bit um it's funny because we've tried to hook up a few times and it's always uh dad duties not getting in the way but taking priority you know so how has dad life changed your outlook on racing and just everyday existence? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, you know, and most of the dads out there know it's just gives a whole new meaning to life, you know, like yeah. uh, dirt bikes are cool and, and they're, you know, I still love them and I'm passionate about it. But uh, at the end of the day, I've got a, I've got a, a bigger job at home that I get, I get back to, you know, yeah. every, you know, you have a bad race or you have a good race or whatever. It doesn't matter when you go home and you see, you know, your daughter's face looking at you. Um, so it's, it's definitely been stressful at times, um, especially as much as we travel. Um, mm -hmm. We took Max to every Supercross this year, um, my wife and I. So um, lots of traveling with a with an infant is pretty hard. Yeah. Um, she's a, a little over a year and a half now. So um, she's getting to the point where she's just insanely fun, busy all the time. Oh, yeah. She's just running around, always just messing around. So um, it's a lot of fun with her, but it's, it's definitely... Um, you know, dirt bikes used to be my number one, um, but, yeah, my kid's my number one now mm -hmm. for sure. It's crazy how having a kid uh change that you get out the worst day like yeah. at work yeah <laughs> and you're like dude i get to go home and see my kid yeah it just changes yeah. everything i think yeah it's it's hard to explain you know because like um you know when my wife was pregnant all my friends you know all the people i knew that had kids were like oh it's the greatest you'll, you'll see you know and it's now i get I was like, well, yeah. how can nobody can put it into words for me? And then, and then, then you experience it and you're like, okay, I get it now. I can't tell you how awesome it is. Like, you'll just have to see for yourself. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do, but all, the, the, the best thing you'll ever do, uh, for sure as well. Um, and then on the same note, like you said, most of the time, if I'm not at the track, well, pretty much 98% of the time, if I'm not at the dirt bike track, I'm home with Max. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with my wife and I my wife and I, how busy we are, um, with what we both do for a living. Um, you know, it's, it's me at the track doing my thing. And then when mm -hmm. I come home, she goes either to the gym or goes, does a shoot or something like that. So then yeah. it's me at home with the baby. Um, so, uh, it's been good for me too. Um, in a couple different ways, like training wise it one, I think it helps you suffer. Um, especially the first, you know, like few months when yeah. you can, you can, you can see how much, you can still perform with zero sleep, you know, like, like you think you're like, you think you're retired at any other time in your life until you have a kid and you don't sleep for a week. And then you and your wife are like trying to talk to each other, but you can't put sentences together. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's 
pretty gnarly. I remember doing straight rhythm um, right after Max was born, and, and I just I had to go out the next day. Like, we didn't sleep at all that night. She was horrible. And I went out, and I'm looking at the jumps, and I'm like, dude, I got to time, like, this quad quad through this, like, at straight rhythm, you know? Like, yeah. we, I kept getting lost. I didn't know where I was at on the track, you know? Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is just ins- – I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Um, but then on the same time, at the end of a long moto, when you think you're tired um, and you think you're sore or whatever, um, you just remember how you can still function on uh, being that worn out and, and that run down. Um, on the flip side, though – um, Zach Osborne actually told me this, um, you know, when, when Brady was pregnant, he said it was really good for him and his training because on the recovery side as well, um, when they get a little bit older, um, you know, you get to the track, you do your training all day. And then I'm the kind of guy, when I go home, I can't just sit still. I mm-hmm. always end up finding something to do or something to build or just another way to just wear myself out. Um, but when you, with a kid now you go home and, and you hang out and watch cartoons, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. have those, you have those days where it's, it's either full on work and then full on recovery. Yeah. Um, so it's helped me out a lot on that aspect. Definitely. Okay. So mom is a, uh, very popular and well-known monster girl. Does Brady do other modeling besides monster stuff? Yeah, for sure. So like the monster stuff's like her bread and butter. Um, you know, and they, and they just work her for events, whether it's, you know, Supercross events or, you know, PBR or like she, yesterday she was working at a, um, a golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, they just work her with those. That's where she gets the most work from. Um, she's even done things like, um, when she was pregnant, you know, she did some like pregnancy oh, shoots, yeah, like maternity stuff. So, um, yeah, she does like side work like that. There's always, always something that she's doing. So, um, yeah, it's like it's never the same. So it'd be like, oh, hey, I got called to do, you know, a swimsuit thing next week, or I got called to do, like I said, the maternity thing. Sometimes they even have fake bellies they put on them, and it's <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, so she's always working. Yeah. So is that how you met Brady? Was she was a monster girl? And yeah. Yeah, it's very stereotypical. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was my first year in arena cross, and her first race she worked actually. We. Uh-huh. Uh, she was on the podium and I ran into her on the podium and actually I thought she sucked. Like I, I, I like tried to spit some game to her and she was like kind of a dick to me. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, screw you then. Like, and at the time I, I won like a couple races in a row. So I thought it was super awesome. Yeah. Like, I was like so sick, you know, I won three arena cross races in a row. Big yeah. deal. And, uh, I remember like, like I said, trying to spit some game to her and she, you know, kind of told me off and I was like, well, screw her. And then I, like we moved on and, then a few weeks later, I got a message on MySpace, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got one. Oh, you she know? DM'd yeah. on MySpace. Yeah, so I always thought, um, you know, I always had a rule, never bring, uh, you know, a girl home from the track. I was just never into the, the track snack type, type girls. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I met Brady and, and whatever. She, we played hard to get or whatever. We talked for a little bit, and next thing I know, I just couldn't quit thinking about her. So, yeah, um, yeah. so then it just took off from there. So how long have you been married now? Three years. Three years. It's going on fourth. So is it uh like kind of always wondered like you know your your wife is a monster girl you know like yeah. and you know all the goons at the track taking pictures oh, with her and then going home and saying yeah look at this chick I hooked <laughs> up with her but yeah. I mean is it like you know because you know it's her profession is it like yeah. easy to just separate like yeah I don't even think I don't even think like that um I think that's kind of like an insecure way to like look yeah. at it um and then also have you met brady like oh, yeah. she's she's not the type like you can really like kind of like walk over or like you yeah. know you can like one of these guys if they say something she's gonna put them in their place pretty hard like yeah. she makes uh i've had to get on her a few times for like some of my friends or teammates or something i'm like hey you're like gonna make them cry like stop you know she's she's pretty harsh at times so um brady can totally handle her own and i like yeah. i don't i don't totally. even have to be there you know what i mean so um half the time i'm telling her to calm down so yeah that, um, yeah i'll that yeah where was I? I was somewhere and there's like some street art and there's yeah. like comic book blow ups and there's a comic book called She Hulk. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I gotta take the picture on said You got Hulk and She Hulk over yeah, here. Yeah. For sure. So how, how did you get that nickname, Hulk? Is it just because you're so big and buff? Uh, no, I, it was actually um, Jeff at SDG Seats. Uh-huh. Um, he, he named me that years ago. He was doing my seats and I kept just destroying the where oh. the seat bolts go through on the back and yeah. so he started putting he would write hulk on the bottom of the seat because uh-huh. i was just so hard on the seats and yeah. so um yeah that's the, one of my nicknames i got you know the bear and then hulk um yeah hulk came from him doing that you know he started putting a little hulk patch on the front of the front oh, of the nose awesome. of my seat so Dude, that guy yeah. is so cool yeah just rad yeah just. i was love going to see him we ended up talking for like hours and yeah, hours right? yeah dude one time i walked into sdg and he was in his office 
and Michael Lindsay was sitting across from him. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. The two guys who talk the most yeah. in the entire world, I go, yeah. the, there's a black hole's going to open up. Yeah, it's going to open up. I was going to say, yeah. They probably talked for a whole week in there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Dude, have you ridden a mountain bike with him? Yeah. He's yeah. gnarly. Yeah, he's sick. Yeah, yeah. he's super He good. was, uh, he almost killed me. He'll tell you that story, too. The first time I went with him, um, what I hit? It was uh, one of those, like, yellow... Um, like it was like one of those yellow concrete poles. Oh it was shit! Super, it was super gnarly. Like uh, we're like cruising on the like we had just started and we were like cruising down the. So that's where he rides all. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. Well, we were on our way from his house to Aliso, uh-huh. and like so we're cruising down the sidewalk, and you know I'm trailing like right on him, and then he goes around like this big uh, electrical box or something yeah. like that, and then so like I go around him real quick, and I didn't think anything of it, and he goes back. He swerves back left on the other side. Well, in front of that was this big oh, yellow geez. concrete freaking pole yeah dude and like so when he swerved like i didn't i didn't think anything of it i was just talking and then just plow the thing oh, and like snap the the carbon on the front of my frame like on the neck and just like oh. big like there's a big crack in it like yeah it was pretty gnarly like the the sound it made and i did a full front flip clipped in like landed on my back and it was like he thought he killed me and it was yeah. like super embarrassing for me um but i lived got up we finished the ride yeah um but yeah it's, if you ask him he'll tell you that story it's pretty funny wow Another thing I I just thought of associating you with mountain bikes was I was dying laughing one time. You posted a picture on Instagram of you at the top of, I think, ITT. Yeah. And you wrote, I made it to the top with the original energy food, meat. Yeah, just meat. Oh, yeah. I had the, uh, yeah, Epic Bars were were hooking me up. I had some, uh, yeah, beef jerky, basically. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'd go all all the way up there and just survive on my meat. (laughs) (laughs) And if if anybody's ever done ITT, they know it's a pretty it's a pretty grueling one. It's a nice yeah. long, like gradual climb the whole time. Definitely. So that was my. Um, I used to live over there. We actually moved a couple of years ago. Uh, but yeah, I lived right there at the bottom ITT. So mm-hmm. that was that was my stomping grounds. Dude, that's an awesome climb though, because you know, pretty much cycling in Corona or this side of the mountain sucks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's almost like nature discriminates because everything on the Orange County side is green and yeah, pretty. Yeah. But ITT is the one climb where you get up to a certain point and you're in those pine trees. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. so it doesn't feel like skyline yeah, or something. Yeah, shitty. yeah. So I, exactly. That's why I used to love ITT because I'm originally from Kentucky. So moving out here to Southern California, especially the area we're in, inland, is, uh, you know, brown and dirty and yeah. i'm just used to green trees and you know vegetation everywhere and i used to love being able to you know start from the bottom and climb and it's it's pretty hot next thing you know you get to a certain elevation it's actually cools down just yeah, on, on the climb i used to have to pack like a sweatshirt with me because i'd get to a certain elevation i have to mm-hmm. put it on um and then you know you get up there and then the the just everything changes um all the vegetation there's there's trees growing and there's bushes and then you start seeing like animals and stuff and to me that was like it was my little escape from the southern california yeah. you know the the concrete jungle jungle it was it was me going up there and kind of experiencing um you know a taste of home for me you know being Definitely. in a forest and and just being in a different area have you you've ridden up there i'm sure when there's snow up there <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's pretty gnarly yeah, yeah and you'll be you'll be at the bottom it's like 70 degrees and yeah. then you get up there and there's snow up at the top yeah it's pretty cool have you gone past the main divide gate up to the towers? Yeah, I've been up to the towers. Yeah, it's fun. Do you want to shoot yourself when you're on that rocky part? Uh, yeah, the rock, dude. The, it's so miserable. Or the, and then they'll like every now and then they'll like groom it, and then yeah. it'll be like powder and rocks. Yeah, it's, and even, it's, worse. Yeah, it's yeah. even worse. And it's just so bad up through there. Um, but it's always rewarding when you come down if you can do like upper holy gym. It's pretty cool. Have you done that one yet? See, I've never done that. I've only gone up to the towers yeah, and ridden home. To Bedford and come down because okay. I live off Bedford. Oh, okay, yeah. But so I've never done the Holy Gym. If you do, yeah, if you do Upper Holy Gym, it's it's beautiful because it comes off of it, it shoots off the side there and it's like that single track back and forth. But it's like it feels like you're on the side of a cliff. Like mm-hmm. it's back and forth and like a pretty steep side of the mountain. Um, but it's so beautiful. Like you know, you have this beautiful view off the side of the mountain and you can, um, yeah, it's just it's it's really cool to do. But you got to be careful. I took uh, there was a little trail that came off of there. Um, I can't remember what it's called, something wash, mm-hmm. like, like cold Creek wash or something like that. Um, I saw it, I used to do it all like this ride all the time. So I kept seeing this, kept seeing this and one day I didn't have anything to do. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go try this, uh-huh. this new trail. And it looked beautiful. It was nice and well kept. And then it kind of comes over in uh, a hill. And the next thing you, you get down deep in the hill and you're like in some bushes and I'm like, okay, well this is bad. And I'm like, I can't really go back up. So yeah. I gotta just run this down. So I ran it down. Next thing I know, I'm like hike a bike for like uh-huh, ever. 
And then, yeah. like, I ended up in this, like, rock quarry at the bottom. I almost died that day. Like, yeah. I was, like, I literally, like, my wife kept, like, calling me because I was supposed to meet her for lunch. And yeah. I, I should have been done, like, three hours earlier. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's, like, do you want to go to Chick-fil-A or what? Are we going to meet? And I'm, like, look, I, I don't even know if I'm going to live out of this. Like, quit <laughs> calling me. You're going to, like, kill my, kill phone, my phone. And then, yeah. I, like, I might need to call somebody to come get me out of here. Like, yeah. I don't know how I'm stuck. There's, like, rattlesnakes everywhere. Like, what's going on? So yeah. you got to be careful on which trail you take up there for sure. Definitely. Well, cool. Hey, let's take a quick commercial break to hear from my sponsors. But, uh. We'll probably catch up after you've done a couple motos. Sweet. Sounds good. Hey, SWAT Moto listeners. This is Zach Osborne, rider for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team. I love my FC 450 race bike, but I also love the FC 350. It has the handling of a 250 and the power of a 450, making it the perfect bike for both professional and amateur riders. Right now, Husqvarna Motorcycles is giving SWAT Moto listeners 1,500 reasons to get a brand new FC 350. Hurry into your local authorized Husqvarna Motorcycles dealer to find out more on the limited time offers available to get you on the track today. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the SWAT Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barsha, and myself, Adam Cientrillo, require the best performance which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com to see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer, and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer, and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So. Head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. Hi, uh, I'm Mitch Payton from Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. And I uh, just want to give a shout-out to Throttle Syndicate. Um, it's a new name, but it's the same company that's been around for uh, 30 years. We've been with them since the very beginning in 1991, and they're a big part of why our bikes always look the way they do. We're really proud to have them involved, and hopefully they have a good year. Visit ThrottleSyndicate.com to view the full range of customizable graphic kits, gripper seat covers, sticker kits, and more. Use promo code SWATMOTOLIVE at checkout for a 20% discount off your order. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey everyone, it's Cooper Webb from the Red Bull KTM Factory Racing Team. Summer is here and it's the perfect time to get to your local track and ride. Right now, you can get up to $1,500 in factory cash on select KTM SXF models. This factory cash incentive can be used toward the purchase of a motorcycle or KTM power parts or power wear products. See your local KTM participating dealers or head to ktm.com-us for more details. All right, we're back with Tyler Bowers. And you just busted some motos 
at Glen Helen. And man, the, the cloud cover was nice this morning, but it, it got all hot. Now it feels like summer again. I know. I spent too much time talking with you in the truck, and we missed all the good stuff. You know, <laughs> so now it's sun's out, gun's out, and it's rough and dusty. And yeah, yeah. I like how you're wearing the uh, the tank top right now with no <laughs> under thing. Well, I just didn't want to get in your truck naked, so I was like, I'll throw the, I'll throw the shirt on real quick. Nice. So hey, when, days like this, you know, like I guess. I think you said Yamaha ran the track and invited guys to come out, but like, you know, we're at Glen Helen, and Glen Helen's a fun place for me to race. But like right now we're here, and the, you know, it's June, the track's all light brown, <laughs> it's kind of hot. Like, how do you stay motivated to just go out and pound laps when it's just ugly like this? Uh, well, for me, it's it's um, you remind yourself how you felt on the weekend about halfway through the second moto, so. Um, <laughs> You think you think this is bad? Try to get go with the second moto, and you're running around in 17th, 18th place, and somebody's throwing rocks at you the whole time. And, <laughs> you know it's rough and dry and just as hot. So um, yeah. that's how I stay motivated because you know if the more you work here today, the better that second moto is going to feel. Yeah. All right. So at uh, at Fox Raceway, um, I think Chase got you for how was your weekend? Yeah. And your your joke at the end was like, oh, I'm going to go home and Brady's going to yell at me. Yeah. Well, that's what I was getting ready to add that too is, um, yeah, at the halfway through second moto when it's when it's going bad and it's rough and dry and hot and then you know you got to go home with your tail between your legs and let your wife yell at you. Why are you wasting your time doing outdoors? You're not even any good at it. So, you know. <laughs> Does she uh, get that gnarly? Ah, she's kind of gnarly. Yeah. She's, not, she's not bad. She's very supportive, but she knows, yeah. she knows when I need to pull my head out of my ass and go for it. Yeah, yeah. So... so uh, Man, like referring back to earlier, we've known each other for a long time. You've been at this quite a while. How, how old are you now? 28. 28. Okay, so you're there's guys that are racing in their 30s still, but like how long do you see yourself uh, subjecting your body <laughs> to this motocross punishment? Uh, honestly, as long as I can, you know. Um, a couple of years ago, I thought it was over for me. Um, you know, I was left without a ride, and mm-hmm. ended up I was working for uh, Josh Grant's mother-in-law, helping her doing some uh, they do testing at like fuel stations and stuff so mm-hmm. um, yeah you think it's bad here you know middle of June at Glen Helen late in the afternoon when it's hot and dry but I was up in the high desert in Hesperia laying on on pavement sucking uh, old nasty water out of fuel fuel tanks after we tested them when really? it's, you know this this wow. late in the afternoon and it's a million degrees and it's hot and there's stuff floating around in there and it's gross and there's oil wow. all over you so. how, how did you end up choosing that <laughs> I, I needed a job and I had nothing else and they uh, you know she was nice enough to give me um, you know good uh, good pay for, with no experience and I was uh-huh. just basically the helper you know I was the uh, just the, the guy that did everything that they needed the, the guy needed me to do so um, I was desperate I had a baby on the way didn't know what was going on so yeah. um, I just was trying to make some money where I could um, so I was doing that and riding on the side you know when I when I had time and um, that's right before I put my privateer effort together in you know last year and um, you know things got a lot better really mm-hmm. quick mm-hmm. Um, but that's how this industry is you know it can go really good really quick and it can go bad really quick too so um, I'm just trying to enjoy it while I can right now you know I love r- racing dirt bikes like I said this is way better than uh, laying in the hot sun doing something like that so um, you know right now the iron is pretty hot so I'm gonna strike and uh, just try to keep it going uh, if I can keep making a living at it let's do it um, but I, I still need to work on a backup plan for sure yeah you know uh, with the recent you know the change with Transworld going away and right. launching Saltmoto Live myself. You know, being a business owner now and having to get health insurance and all that, and like even like things I took for granted before. Like my whole career, I've worked for a corporation, right. you know, and, and like I've had workers' comp coverage for like if I got here on dirt bike, it's because yeah. I was testing, right? So right, it's yeah, covered by the state. Yeah, you know? that'd be nice. But <laughs> what's that like? But, <laughs> but like. Uh, you know, I've had a big reality check on how expensive stuff is, and like yeah. even trying to get workers' comp insurance for my employees. Right. You know, if I said, I said, oh well, you know, sometimes we test motorcycles. They're just like, ah, yeah, like red really, flag, yeah, right? yeah. So for you to get health insurance, do you have to like say that you don't ride motorcycles, or is it, is it tough? Um, I mean, it's definitely tough, but you know, I can't. You can't just lie about it and end up with fraud, and then you, end up, you know, in prison, or yeah. um, or or you know, they end up not covering you know a yeah. bad injury because you didn't tell them about it. So, um, it's definitely tough, and you pay pay big premiums for it. But mm-hmm. uh, it's something you have to have. You can't be um, you know one of those guys that goes out there without health insurance and then yeah. gets hurt. Then you have to start a GoFundMe and ask everybody and their brother for money and try to you know yeah. scrape by. So, um, you know, I just I just try to do it right to begin with. It's more expensive, but it's yeah. worth it. I mean. 
you can pretty much plan if you're riding a dirt bike you're gonna have to go to the hospital like once a year you know what yeah. i mean like pretty much like yeah, even if it's kind of minor like oh i broke my collarbone i'm going to the hospital like once a year so mm-hmm. um you just kind of plan on that yeah so is it a a, a year-to-year thing for you like yeah yeah i have to redo it every year yeah okay yeah i wonder about that yeah. and what are your thoughts about the whole gofundme thing like someone gets hurt they don't have insurance i mean you know at times you know there's like these medical bills are insane you know oh, yeah. at times um and i get that and and there's honest mistakes but i think there's some people that are just careless you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you gotta you gotta be smart about it um i've I've definitely been in the position where I wasn't covered, whether it was like something my insurance didn't cover out of state or whatever on dirt bikes or something oh, yeah. when I was younger. So, um, and those medical bills will get you quick. But uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think at times it's it's good, and I think the community can come together to help each other out. But at times there's people that are just careless. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, so you're going to do the nationals this year. Um, do you have things on the calendar for off season? Because I know that like. The international type things are pretty lucrative for guys. Yeah, like yeah. So for me, my, yeah, my basically my uh, earnings for the year come from the the German Supercross series. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, and that starts up like November ish. Um, so yeah, after the outdoors are over, basically I just stay ready. Like there's no yeah. point in like slowing it down. Just try to stay ready. And and, and for me, like I I ride dirt bikes for a living. So mm-hmm. I got to stay on a bike, stay healthy as much as I can. And, and the more I'm on the bike, the more money I'll make. So. Um, I'll just try to hit as many races as I can. If any any little off season race anywhere, I'm I'm going there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how many rounds is the German Supercross? It used to be four. Well, it used to be a lot more, but uh, was four, and then now they went down to three. Mm-hmm. Um, they quit going to Munich. Um, hopefully, they go back because it was a really good one for yeah. us. But do you have a? Uh uh, is it the promoter that gets you over there, or is there actually a team that brings you over? Uh, I ride for, yeah, the File Kawasaki team, um, and that's Harold File. He's an old old racer from over there, legend. Um, <laughs> he's got a bunch of really cool stories. And then uh, uh, Mad Mike Jones used to go over and race for him forever. And, and there's, there's they, been, they ask you to put a helmet bag on your head? Yeah, jump? pretty much. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're having a bad race, it's pretty funny because Harry always, he always jokes, if you're having a bad day, he, he comes off, and he's kind of like dad, you know, he's like, He's pretty hard on his riders because he knows they can do good and, you know, all that. And he'll tell you to pull your head out of your ass if you're being a sissy. And uh, he comes off and he'll be like, oh, you know, back in the day, Mad Mike, Mad, yeah, he's crazy. He parties all night and, and, and he does the freestyle and wins all the races. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Mad Mike was the man. Like, come on, <laughs> give me a break. And he's like, oh, he broke his arm and fucking still won the race. Yeah. And you're like, really? Like, come on, give me a break here. Um, so, yeah, you'll, you'll never be able to measure up to Mad Mike Jones over there, yeah. but it's uh, oh, Jonesy, Jonesy, they kept saying, you know, because he'd be partying at the bar all night nice. and still win the races. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun over there, and uh, it's different kind of racing, and, and uh, yeah, it's cool. What is, uh, what is it like? Well, you've obviously been there many times. I've been to Germany once, and I went to go <laughs> film with Kenny, right? And Kenny was yeah. like, okay, well, this is the hotel you stay at. It's like literally across the street from my house. Mm-hmm. And I went, and, and I went with my, my uh, managing editor, Chris Kinman. We went for four days, I think. Mm-hmm. Dude, literally almost starved because yeah. I couldn't find an ATM to get cash out. I didn't take any cash because I had my American Express corporate card, right? right? I use that everywhere. Right. They don't take credit cards. Like Over there, yeah. Where I was, it was like cash-based society, right? Yeah, I think you were probably like a small town in East Germany. I think it's where yeah. Kenny's Pol- from, right? Polda. Yeah, oh, right. So, dude, literally, the only place I could use my card to eat was the gas station. So I was eating right. like little crackers yeah, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or McDonald's. And yeah. that was nasty. Yeah. But, uh. I was going to say, McDonald's is like the big thing over there. I remember yeah. the first, uh, I raced in Stuttgart the very first time I raced over there. And I was asking some of the other riders on the team during practice. I said, hey, like, what what are we going to get for dinner? Like, what's decent around here for dinner? Like, uh-huh. I'm looking for, like, grilled chicken or something, like an Outback type yeah. place, you know. And, and uh, I said, you know, it doesn't have to be fancy, just something that, that's decent food. And they're like, oh, Burger King. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, dude, you guys are joking with me. Like, for sure they were setting me up, you know. Yeah. And then I'm like, fuck dude, there's no other option. Like I leave the hotel and I'm like, there's this Burger King right here. Like, all right, I'll try the Burger King. And I go in there and all of them and like half the other teams are in there eating Burger King, like right before the wow. night show. And I'm like, wow, like Burger King. And I mean, they have beer and stuff there. So yeah. I think that's why they're pumped. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, Burger King and McDonald's is like the big hit over there. Nice. How about the driving? Have you rented a car there? And uh, I haven't rented a car, rented a car. No, I just try to, I go over there and let everybody else take care of me. Oh. Yeah. I get in. Yeah. And, so we, we got there and our rental car was a, a Mini Cooper. Oh, really? Yeah, tiny. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, the nav on my phone didn't work properly, so we right. got really lost. But right. 
Dude, it was gnarly. I was going as fast as I could in that Mini yeah. Cooper, and dudes were just blowing yeah. by. Yeah, down the Autobahn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've driven. I haven't driven myself, but I've been, you know, drove around over there quite a yeah. bit, all across the country from one side to the other. Um, it's definitely a different world. Um, the food was like that for me too when I originally went over there. I was like pretty. I don't know. I was. I was trying to Americanize it, you know. I was trying to find stuff that I thought was familiar and stuff, mm-hmm. and then finally I gave up and just submerged myself in the culture. And now yeah. I just every time I go over there, I go for a good schnitzel yeah. and uh, and a beer, and then I'll be good. You know, nice. you gotta you gotta starve yourself all day because that schnitzel is pretty. There's a lot of <laughs> calories, so you gotta if you just if you eat and then have schnitzel, you're gonna be way too heavy for the bike. But yeah, uh, yeah it's pretty fun. All right, so you've gone to Germany, France, because I know I've seen you at yep. Jersey and Costa Rica, like. What other countries has racing taken you to? Uh, yeah, I've been Spain, Canada, of course. Um, yeah, Costa Rica, France, Spain's, Germany. Spain's Hol- cool. Holland. Yeah, Spain was pretty cool. It's very. Yeah. We went to Madrid, and it was very like artsy. It yeah. was like different for me. Yeah, I, I was. I think Spain might have been the first country I went to when I went work for Cycle News, and I was right. tripping on all the like room temperature food. Yeah, like, yeah. Food, <laughs> like the buffets, where there's like. how about how about nap time that's what got me it was like in the in the the evenings or whatever yeah Yeah, like everybody takes a break like we try to go get like uh i try to go get dinner my my mother was with me over there and you know i was like 16 or so so we try to get dinner at like six o'clock or five o'clock or something because the time change was getting me and uh everybody was like closed down we're like where's everybody at like the whole town was like shut down they're like oh they have yeah they have what siesta or whatever yeah Yeah, and then they stay up really late. yeah then they stay up to like midnight or one o'clock yeah you know nice have you been to japan uh, no, I haven't been to Japan. Oh. I want to go though. My yeah, wife, my w- cool. wife went. She loves it. Yeah. Oh, did she go for yeah. work? Yeah, she went for work. Mm. She said they love her over there because they're not used to big, tall, blonde girls. Yeah, yeah. So it's like every, all the all the like huh? the girls like touch her hair and stuff and kind of freak out. Like it's kind of yeah. Nice. She's did like, she, yeah, they love me. It's great. Did she go for like Monster? <laughs> yeah, for Monster. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. They were. Uh, I think they had just started selling, or they got a distributor there. Yeah, yeah. So Monster was. Uh, it wasn't like whatever their FDA is, but it wasn't approved for a long time, and I. From what I understand, the formula is different there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I know, I know it was only a few years ago, right? Right. Yeah. Got, yeah. Like, like within five years, I mm-hmm. think, because uh, my buddy Akira Narita is a, a monster. Oh, guy. he's a monster guy. He's there like now. the first monster. Oh, really? Guy. He's yeah. yeah. I always wanted to go over because uh, my wife, like I said, said it was like very. Um, I'm like pretty black and white kind of guy, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a lot like that over there. She said it's everybody's very respectful, yeah. and uh, like even like like things with uh, like when they're sick, you know, they wear the the, the mask. mask. Yeah. yeah, and I never. You know, so that's I think that's a misconception because I always thought, oh, that guy's got a cold, right? right. So he's wearing a mask to to keep from spreading his germs. Right. And, well, I think that that is definitely true. Yeah. Like you go on the subway and like everyone's wearing those masks, yeah. right? But like. My friends that live in Japan tell me that there's real bad pollen and allergy season. Oh, in Japan. really? So a lot of those people with the masks just helps are with that. Helping with the pollen. I need that because my allergies kill me. Like right now, I'm like dying. Every morning I wake yeah. up, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah so I thought I always thought you know an American-based thing. You thought like it was people were wearing masks because they were scared of germs getting to them. Yeah. You know, is what you know I always yeah. thought, and then come to find out is because they were nice enough to know that they have a cold and they yeah. don't want to spread it so yeah. they wear a mask and i was like See, wow that's respectful there you know definitely what I mean? definitely you know what's crazy about japan is nobody litters yeah exactly like, that too like, yeah and there's no trash cans pretty right. much there's no there's recycling things right but like if you have trash you fold it up and put it in your backpack yeah. or your pocket yeah. or something yeah hold on to it get rid of it later yeah. it's pretty crazy yeah. yeah not in america they just throw everything on the ground oh yeah tra- the trash their own city right? yeah and i hate that man but uh yeah, Japan's pretty cool. I mean, it seems to me like there'd be a good opportunity for you to go over there and race. I mean, well, there was going to be that Tokyo Supercross last year, but like... Yeah, I had like heard about that, and then it, yeah, it didn't hear anymore, yeah. It's funny because uh, Jim Hawley was helping organize it, and he's right. telling me, oh, they want you to come, and he made me fill all these forms and everything, and at the same time, Narita and, and all my friends in Japan are like, it'll never happen. It's not the, happening, The place yeah. the promoter thinks he's going to have the race is like, this fisherman's wharf and they're gonna really? build chairs for people and yeah it wasn't gonna work yeah, yeah yeah i heard it was i heard it was like a parking lot somewhere yeah it was basically not gonna it's happen supposedly yeah. pretty hokey yeah it's a bummer i don't know but hey so i know last year you got pulled up to the monster energy kawasaki team yeah um is there ever opportunity for you like this summer say if one of the guys gets hurt 
Yeah, I mean, I think so. I can't, I can't really speak for them, but um, yeah. I think they kind of just keep me around, and help support me a bit, just because you know they they know um, that they might need me, you know. Yeah. And um, I keep, you know, I run show suspension. And I keep my setup pretty similar to what they'll run, like what what Joey's running, yeah. um, and then it helps both of us you know they get double feedback from me and joey um each weekend and more data and all that and uh and then also you know we can benefit each other you know if joey makes a change on the weekend and it was better mm -hmm. i'll hear about it and i can change mine and vice versa if i make my stuff better than he if he's struggling on the weekend he knows you know what i did um mm -hmm. and then you know like i said cowie always knows you know unfortunately guys can get hurt so if somebody gets hurt then then i'm kind of sitting here ready um to go um, so yeah, I think they just kind of keep me within arm's reach, reach for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's they, they support my program a lot, so yeah. I'm happy with it. How similar is your bike? You know, your suspension obviously is at shows, but like, how similar is your bike to what they're running over there? Like, do you have good parts? And uh, yeah, um, well, I get yeah, like, so I get the suspension and the chassis stuff for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, I run different engine hangers, so I'm working with Works Chassis Lab. Okay. Um, I started running those in Supercross, liked it better. Um, I just don't think they've had time to try those yet. They've had some other things on their plate. Mm -hmm. um, so are you running stiffer ones or softer ones? They're different. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're stiffer. I, my lower front mount is stiffer, and then the mm -hmm. upper one is a little bit softer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried them earlier this year. and On the Cowie? Yeah, I was like, did I you, take did them you, off. Did you try the package? Because some uh, people will try the, just the front ones or the like the top ones. Yeah, or I just tried the front ones yeah, and I didn't like them. Yeah, you messed up. Yeah, okay. yeah. So like right. these, the, like the the ones I've got right now work as a package. Like you have to run the if you're on the fronts, you got to run the tops as well. Because um, I tried them, he they had you know 20 different kinds and I tried them all. I tried all different combinations with those with steel bolts, with tie bolts, mm -hmm. um, with the stock mount up top, the stock hanger. You know, it, just, it all depend. Um, and I, I preferred this setup the best. And he said, yeah. all right, I'm going to sell that as a package. I said, yeah, if you run the stock hangers with the front mounts on this, it sucks. Yeah. It's like too much flex. And then if you do it vice versa, it's like too stiff. Yeah, so. I, I try like that and it wouldn't lay over the turn. Yeah, yeah. Hey, isn't it kind of crazy that certain things will make a big detectable difference on the way the bike feels? Oh, like for even sure. like how much you torque your triple clamp bolts, yeah, yeah. forks and stuff. It's like, yeah never used to think of yeah. stuff like that you know i used yeah. to make them as tight as i yeah, could yeah just tighten it so it doesn't fall out right yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i actually made a change at like paula i was struggling well this year in general i was kind of struggling with my setup uh suspension wise quite a bit and paula i was like you know like all right we can't really so i can't i can't just revalve myself at the track like some of the factory guys can you yeah. know um basically when i get there i'm turning clickers and that's about it so yeah. um i was like well i can't really revalve the fork so let's try this let's uh loosen up the pinch bolts on the front axle a little bit mm -hmm. the front axle torque just a little bit too and then the the pinch bolts on the clamps too and try to get like a little bit more softer feel in the front end yeah it helped a bit but it's still you know one of those things but like you said it's it's crazy how how big of a difference like i run tie pretty much everywhere on my bike except mm -hmm. the the top hangers i prefer the steel bolts in the mm -hmm. top and that was when i filled in at cowie last year that was a big thing for me too i was like guys let's just try the steel bolts up top and I'm like no yeah. no no and then we finally tried it and it was a lot better for me i preferred it so nice yeah nice hey let's talk about the uh the 500 a little bit oh yeah you know you've you've been riding that thing for fun quite a bit right yeah so um i rode it like I wrote it for Supercross because, you know, initially I built it for straight rhythm and uh, and then like it kind of sat for a little bit. I was getting the suspension converted back so I could ride moto on it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, other things got, you know, in the way. I was racing Supercross and started getting ready for outdoors and stuff. And then finally I got the suspension back that uh, with a moto setting. And I was like, you know, I just want to go ride this thing at Glen Helen. I want to just, yeah. I want to open it up finally and see yeah. what it's like, you know. So um, I started riding it for fun and then it just was a lot of fun. And the next thing I know, I'm racing that the yeah. two-stroke national yeah, race dude, and all that that was the fattest hole shot in the second <laughs> moto and i'm like oh yes and then like you got a flat tire on the first lap yeah like, yeah like three quarters of the way through the first lap i got a pinch flat in the rear so ah. i should have put a moose in knowing you know Glen helen is is pretty square edge and, and yeah. there's a lot of chop out here but you know i i underestimated the, that race you know i didn't really know what to expect going there and, yeah. and it was a lot bigger than you know i imagine yeah, it was big yeah like, i thought it was gonna like be like 40, a fun 42 pros. yeah yeah Two i mean there's so many people here like you know like yeah there, there was guys on the back row yeah, yeah like it was insane so um it was it was literally like bring your factory effort out kind of day and i i just showed up in the box van like yeah. whatever hanging out so um i think next year if i do it again i'll, I'll take it a little bit more seriously yeah yeah that was cool yeah uh, 
I know that you, it was posters or is it t-shirts with Brady and the bike? Uh, we're doing both. So Brady has uh, some t-shirts with her and the bike. Yeah. Um, I think still some available. And then she's got posters with her and the bike. Those are definitely still available. And then um, she's got some more stuff coming out right now. Um, Brady does. And then we just did another shoot last week with her and the bike again. So mm-hmm. there'll be more, some more shirts coming out with like a cartoon image of the bike too. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff on the way. Did, uh, was that first uh, shoot sitting on the VP can it was like very reminiscent of the extreme team <laughs> yeah yeah That's what it was, I, right? I directed that one yeah. it was actually pretty funny we had, we did that one in the garage at the house uh-huh. she got like this big uh, I don't know you, you probably know what they're called big backdrop yeah. something or another big yeah, like seamless. frame yeah like a seamless yeah. thing a big curtain in the in the garage we, I set it up and bikes in the garage garage door is wide open and it's pretty funny at my house too like uh, um, when you come down the street like basically like if you just it where it tees off where the street tees off if you just ran straight you'd run up into my driveway so, oh, like, so people and, are driving and, and that's where the mailboxes are so everybody comes through and gets their mail every afternoon you know like on the way home from yeah. work and then they stop there and they're looking you know into my garage every day um so we're in there and we got brady like half naked and yeah. I'm, I'm squirting i got the spray bottle squirting her shirt down with water and stuff and it's it's like super awkward you know all my neighbors are waving on the yeah. way by and it's like it's it was pretty weird but uh, yeah we got it done nice all right so hey let's plug that then so that is supporting your race effort Yep. How do you get a Brady and the Beast or the unit poster or T-shirt? Yeah, so she's got them all on her website, um, BradyBowers.com. And B-R-A-D-I. Yeah, B-R-A-D-I, yes. Not Brandy, not yeah. not Brady with a Y. It's B-R-A-D-I. So, um, yeah, you, you can find them on her website or check out my uh, – you can check out my Instagram or her Instagram. Mine's, you know, Tyler Bowers uh, on Instagram, and hers is Brady Bowers on Instagram. Um, I think hers is actually Brady underscore Bowers on Instagram. Okay. Um, yeah, so you can look. We'll, we'll be posting about it all the time, and there's nice. a lot more coming out. we got pop sockets and all kinds of stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Pop sockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah I so, saw those. Yeah, we got the, the, back the, of the 500 phone. on the back now. That's sick. So I know that you posted on Instagram earlier about, like, at different races, if a local company wanted to be your title sponsor for that day, Yeah. they could get their logo on the shroud. So that's still in effect for the rest of the season, correct? Yeah, so I'm doing I'm doing that. I did it last year too with uh, just a couple select rounds. You know, basically anything anybody wanted to do. Um, you know, because like a lot of the people don't want to. Let's say you're a dealership in Southern California. You don't really want to sponsor somebody at Spring Creek or something. Definitely. You know, it's not your it's not your area. So yeah. um, nobody really wants to do that. So um, I leave like the front fender open, and I can change up the shroud a little bit with with trigger racing. It's it's pretty easy. We can do it. Uh, we take trigger off the side and put, mm-hmm. um, you know, a title sponsor there. We actually, um, we've got this year in uh, Minneapolis Supercross. We had Plainview Power Sports helped out there. They had mm-hmm. the, the Shroud logo. Um, every now and then, like I said, we'll throw somebody different on the front fender or something that's a little bit cheaper. Um, and it's, yeah, it's all just per round, you know, or, yeah. or we can do more if somebody wants to do it. But, yeah, just keep it available. And, and uh, you know, if somebody wants to be a part of the program and, and in their local area so they can have their, you know, employees or their friends or family or whatever, um, can show up to the race and say, "Oh, that's you know so and so. I know that company. I work for them. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know they. I didn't know they sponsored somebody." Is then. there any race that's like booked out already and like unavailable? Uh, well, so you're gonna get mad because I got to plug them here, but it's a, another media outlet is sponsoring me. Oh, Pulp. Yeah, yeah. Pulp's gonna yeah. do it. Pulp's gonna be title sponsor at around. Um, nice. We tentatively plan on Southwick right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not sure exactly where. Um, he, he said, yeah, that one sounds pretty good, but, you know, we might move him down later if somebody at Southwick wants to be involved. Um, yeah. So Pulp's going to do it. Plainview Power Sports is back on board for Spring Creek. Um, yeah, so we're just kind of booking some stuff out. That's cool. That's really cool. I actually got that, I got that idea from your brother, actually. Oh, yeah? Years ago, like a long time ago, I was sitting there talking to him uh, when Enzo used to do my suspension. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, we just sat and talked all day, and he said, you know what, I... I had this idea the other day for these privateers, you know, and they, I think instead of hauling their bike to each race, they need to, before the season, get a hold of a dealership and just say, hey, like, I'll bring my suspension and stuff and then uh-huh. just show up and ride, like, a dealer's bike with their logo on the side and give, give them all their love. And I was like, oh, that's kind of genius. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, like, you could get, like, certain dealerships in certain areas, you know, get more exposure out of that. Yeah. And you just need, I mean, in a, in a race weekend... I mean, clearly a national is going to be harder on the bike, but yeah, yeah. even even in a national, you're going to put an hour and a half on the bike. It's not yeah. really that bad. So, 
Um, yeah, but a rider of your caliber probably yeah. stretches the frame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like Supercross, for example, wouldn't be too bad. You know, yeah. you could put like an hour on a bike in Supercross, and it's it's pretty. Like the bike looks brand new when clean, you're done with yeah. it. It's clean. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did it with the dealership uh, down in in Hawaii actually when I flew down there, and mm-hmm. I do it all overseas all the time. I'll fly in and just bring my suspension and stuff, and just use a bike for a race, and then you know give it back to the dealer afterwards. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, did you do that most recent Hawaii Supercross? Yeah, I just did that one. Yeah, oh, you did. Yeah, did you win that? I got third that night. Sipes was killing oh, us yeah, Sipes there. Won, yeah, huh? out of nowhere. Yeah, um, it was a little different though. And and Pernard helped put on the race, and he he warned us like the week before. You know, like we've never worked with the dirt there. We've never worked with the venue. He's like, yeah. we're just like, be careful. We don't know exactly what we're going to deal with or what yeah. problems we're going to have. And and we got there, and it was like super dry in practice, like. It was like this weird, like red clay, like volcanic oh, yeah. kind of dirt, and it was stains like stains everything. Yeah, it stains everything, and it was like super. It was just super hard to deal with. But they got it pulled back around for the night show. The track was like pretty tamed down because they had some amateur racing on the same day too. Um, but yeah, like uh, Sipes was just ripping. I don't yeah. know. He said it was because he was on a 250. I don't know if that was it because it was like so slick. Like, mm-hmm. but dude was just ripping. You know, bottom yeah. line, it was it was so Sipes, Brayton got second, I got third. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was just on fire. That's cool. And then you stayed for a few days with the fam, right? Yeah, I stayed a couple days after. Nice yeah. little vacation. Yeah, I tried to. Tried to get a couple days before I was miserable all summer. So, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Well, hey, man, it looks like your bike is ready to go. I don't want to hold you up. Sweet. So uh, thanks for catching up with me. And, uh, you know, I, I guess we'll take a lot of pictures of you at the pulp race. Yeah. So, yeah, get, get his logo <laughs> all over it. Yeah. Right on. Thanks, Tyler. Yep. You've been listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show presented by Ogio and hosted by my dad, Don Mera. Thanks for listening.